Welcome everybody to the podcast today. I've got a wonderful Intrabiz member on online today. That's Caroline. So Caroline, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Tracy. I really appreciate it. No um, so uh, my name's Caroline and I'm a partner with Smart PA. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the Smart PA is, it's kind of it's a bit like Ron Zill, it's exactly what it says on the tin, we're all smart PAs. That- yeah work from home um, we're a large community a uh, global co- uh, company too um, we have over 350 partners um, and we're all they're all individual business owners so for each one of us obviously working with smart pa um is quite essential to making sure we um put our business first uh, effectively so that's mm-hmm. one of the key, key things i love about smart pa um, and yeah basically i work from home i support clients particularly uh, Claire, who works for, or actually has the Intrabiz Sweden franchise, which I met through yourself, Trace, with Ups Lovely. Oh, um, and yeah, we've, uh, it's, it's great, you know, I've been working for home since November, um, once I launched, and to be, even with COVID, uh, things are still going really, really well, so it's quite exciting, it's an exciting time. Yeah, well, you, you've, you know, it's been, you know, it's been really brave, and the fact that, you know, you started smack bang, that, you know, the start of your business, and then obviously, you know, a few months later, COVID hits. You know, and it's uh, it's incredible. But you know, so what has that done for your business? Because I I believe that there's still a lot of support out there. Massively. Um, to be fair, it, it was a bit of a shake-up. I think it was natural. Everybody was unfamiliar with what's going to happen, so people took a step back. But I think as time's gone on and people have become more comfortable with the outlook and the perceptions and understanding where they can develop themselves, um, it's actually highlighted a lot more opportunities. And I think if you put yourself out there, you don't need to search for those opportunities. They come right to you. Uh, and that certainly has happened for me, especially with the online networking with yourselves um i've got four potential new clients coming forward so you know that's not something that happened before covid so i can't complain yeah exactly and you know and i think there you know as you said there are a lot of opportunities at the moment and you know i think in the beginning a lot of people were you know worried about it you know it's the uncertainty of everything and you know what what's going to happen but i think now that it's become online obviously with intrabiz we've pivoted and we've done everything online and don't get me wrong i'm missing that human connection but a lot of people I've been speaking to saying, oh, yeah, I miss the human connection and it's not quite the same. And I said, well, no, it's not quite the same. But what that's the beauty of Zoom, which obviously we're doing via this interview today, because we can still see each other. There's only a glass screen in front of us. So obviously you you set up your business. So um, what, what type of companies are you working with at the moment are you finding? And, you know, what sort of problems are they having that you can help solve? So at the moment, the, the well variation of companies, one um, is a philanthropist, a humanitarian. I have a financial economist who actually studies the Chinese uh, financial economy and how it impacts the rest of the world. So that's wow. very interesting to have. Um, and like Claire with uh, her franchise for Intrabiz Sweden. Um, and this, I'm really finding at first clients are a bit like, oh, okay, what's happening? Do we actually need to outsource? Uh, and things did slow down for me. But I'm seeming to find now that other people and other clients, my clients are seeking opportunities themselves. So they want to develop and grow for more clients themselves, which is primarily what I help them with, with my background being in sales and marketing. Um, but the main thing I'd say that people are facing is uncertainty. And the thing that I'm helping them out with the most is putting themselves in a position where when this is all over, they can completely skyrocket through with their plans because they haven't sat and waited for an outcome. They're determining that outcome themselves. Yeah. 
um, and a lot of furlough, a couple of furloughed staff. Um, so I'm supporting staff or companies who've had to furlough their staff because they can't help. Uh, which was actually a God-given side from you. I didn't even think of if I was honest, Tracy. I was so blindsided by COVID, but you gave me that. And it's actually been really helpful because I've actually got two clients out of it. And it could potentially be, you know, just temporarily. Uh, but even still, knowing that you're supporting other businesses and being able to help them is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think I mentioned that to you, didn't I, about, you know, there, there will be companies that will furlough staff, but they might need support. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And it definitely worked. I've got two out of it, so that's great. I can't complain. It's just been exciting times. It's been strangely exciting. It's weird. Yeah, I know. And, and, and a lot of people were, you know, and I think when it happened in the beginning, you know, um, there was a lot of negative comments on Facebook. And I actually put up, um, you know, because I always like to turn a, a negative into a positive always. And I said a lot of people, I said, you're moaning about it at the moment and you're, you're having this worry and uncertainty. But I guarantee you, when you start to work from home, and you start to, to, to change the way that you work and what becomes the new norm. And I think there will be a new norm. A lot more people will be working from home and they won't be driving up the motorway to go meet people in London or, you know, yes, you still will have people that will do that, obviously. But I think there will be less of that and more people will realise that you're going to save time and save money by having these Zoom calls, you know. And I think everybody's embraced that and a lot more people are saying, Oh my gosh. I mean, I was speaking to Richard Andrews yesterday, you know, from RA Architects, who's one of our interviews members. And he said there's he's getting a lot of inquiries from people talking about home offices. Well, that's brilliant because that again could be another opportunity for you. In fact, what I could do yeah. is connect you to Richard because while he's talking to these people, they might need a VA. <laughs> do you see what I mean? Because they're working from yes, home, exactly. but they're gonna still need need support, you know? Yeah. And it, that is it, you know, I mean, I was quite, I mean, I count myself quite fortunate in the fact that I had time to prepare to work from home before this really impacted us in, a, in an economy and business sense. Um, and be it that I, you know, since July, effectively, I was working on my business from home. Um, I kind of got myself in a good routine and good practice to make sure I was productive, not falling behind and also not watching the news too much or you know other tv programs that I shouldn't be whilst I should be working because yeah. it can happen you can get distracted with the washing machine and I, I I'm the worst person for it because if the house needs cleaning it's got to be done <laughs> um but for me I really found keeping a structured five-step progress uh, steps is that was it and it was just making sure I did things so it was making sure I took time out for me and didn't procrastinate for it yeah. um making sure I got up and got dressed um or, which sometimes didn't happen and I won't lie it, it didn't um and just keeping in contact like this it's one of the key things making sure you're not restricting yourself by going well okay I need to do eight hours of work a day and I need to stick here and do all of this for eight hours no take an hour and go speak to somebody it really you do need it you need to go for a walk contact. which we are allowed to do yeah or go for a walk yeah um, and it's it, it's great because, you know, for me, I kind of had like a, a starting step with learning to work from home before this happened. So it's been quite good for me because I've been able to help other clients as well, understanding how to work from home without hating on themselves or getting distracted. Really. And I am probably one of the easiest people to distract. I need to have a sign on me that says, do not talk to me because I won't work. <laughs> That's probably always best for me to work from home on my own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my, my best thing I could have like said in advice wise is definitely just don't be hard on yourself get up get dressed do what you need to do have your list ready the night before but definitely take time out for yourself to work to enjoy being that the fact that you're working from home it isn't it's, it's an enjoyment you should really appreciate the fact that you've got the opportunity to work from home well yeah so take that time out to appreciate yeah definitely and I think you know um we're, we're so lucky you know I, I feel grateful the fact that this has happened now a because 
you know, it's the sun shining, we can sit outside, we can work from home. Imagine if this happened when we couldn't go out and it was raining and it was winter time. So I, I'm grateful for the time, you know, like I obviously I didn't want it to happen, but at least it's happened now when people can start to work outside. And I think a lot more people will embrace it, you know. So obviously you've said about you've got your little routine when you get up out of bed um, to, to start your, your working day. What actually motivates you? What gets you up out of bed in the morning? What is that instinct of, you know, to, to motivate you to think I'm doing what I'm doing because? Do you know what? I, I'll be honest. I recently had a call with Anil um, about my imposter syndrome because I do mm. suffer with it. I think a lot of us do as well. And we'd yeah. be, uh, I'd be a liar to say that, oh, I'm motivated every morning. I am not. Mm. I can wake up some mornings and want to put the pillow right over my head and go back to sleep. But what gets me up in the morning is a gratitude. I write down every morning five things I'm grateful for in life. And it could be just the fact that I'm breathing, uh, the sun, anything that relates to yeah. why I feel good that morning. Yeah. And that really keeps me going throughout the day because I have a I pay as well for these affirmations to come through on my phone like every hour <laughs> and um, the, the things that I, I make sure it keeps me in a positive mindset so I keep engaged in positivity it's the only way I can say that I can keep myself focused and I really enjoy that because now that I'm looking at myself compared to where I was probably before I launched uh, my business I'm a lot of my mindset has completely shifted yes I may still have a bit of imposter syndrome but taking things as a positive looking what I'm grateful for has really helped me move forward and progress with my business and it's actually allowed me naturally rather than striving and trying to achieve them they've actually come to me just naturally as I said because I've been more grateful and open for things that uh, I actually already have absolutely and, and, and I'm the same actually I do daily gratitudes I don't I, I don't write it down but I put it up on Facebook every day what my daily gratitude is and it's usually a couple of things, you know, and um, and I think, yeah, you have got to be grateful because there's a lot of people out there who've, who've they've lost family, friends, partners, and you know we're still alive, and it, and and you're, you're bang on, you know, we're still waking up in the morning, we're breathing, we're not in hospital, and uh, you know we have to be grateful for that. So, what? Tell us a little bit about what your what your journey, where you see your journey going in the next three to five years. What's your plans? You know, what what are your goals and and what what you want to achieve in your business? My goals eventually are to have uh, my franchise self-sustaining and running itself, um, working as a virtual business uh, or in an entity of SmartPA. So SmartPA is a franchise, so I am part of the fran- uh, part of the franchise or my own franchise. Sorry, and my view is to grow it with uh, to have so I can say it's self-sufficient. I want to go and work within the impact sector. That's my goal, um, and it's something that I'm working towards at the moment with um, a social enterprise, oh, um, and I'm really excited about that. So I want to kind of relate the two together as well. Um, so once I've got SmartPA up and running and it's self-sufficient, um, half of my uh, half of the time that I will be spending will be voluntarily like given to other organizations to support their businesses to help them grow too so um, the likes of young entrepreneurs like I mean I call myself a young entrepreneur I'm nearly 30 I need to stop saying that <laughs> um, still like young entrepreneurs uh, I know 17 year olds who are launching and you know they've got brilliant ideas and they've got concepts that beyond any intelligence I've got um and then it's just the business acumen that they need and they need some support with so I'm going to volunteer my time to help uh young entrepreneurs in their businesses to make sure that they can get up and running through smart PA uh, and working within the impact sector so that's that is ideally my goal um whether it, it comes around in the three to five years who knows but ultimately that is what I am going for amazing that's fantastic that's such a 
a lovely thing to say that you want to impact, you know, the, the social enterprise and, and charity sector, you know, and I think that's what a lot of, you know, good entrepreneurs want to do is give back. I know I like to give back. And I, I only realized the other week that Jay from Pituitary Foundation said we'd raised over £50,000 for him over the last few years. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's just one charity. And I'm like, you know, but don't get me wrong, you know, Paul and I didn't do that. The network did that. We only gave them, you know, we gave them a platform so that our members supported us to do that, you know. So we didn't do it on our own. Um, and we're super grateful for that, you know, that, you know, we had the platform that we can obviously um, Im impact a charity like that. And that's not just one charity that we've done. And it is good to give back. And I, you know, I really admire that of you. And I've got a, I've got a great contact for you, actually, that if you did want to start getting involved, um, I've got a fabulous um, lady who used to be one of my members. She's just joined in Swansea because she's down in West Wales. Her name is Kelly Monroe. She is awesome. And you think Camelita is awesome. Well, this lady, Kelly Monroe, is too. She's she's very much like you and she's very positive and upbeat. You get on brilliantly with her. And what she's created is an entrepreneurial school. And she took oh, okay. she took 700 students that were the no, the wasters, if you like, what the, the school put them down as wasters. And she said, let me yeah. turn them around, right? And what she did... She built a, a big classroom within a school down in West Wales and turned it into like a media center. And every single student, she's created a platform and every single student came out with flying colors and they were all written off by the, the, by the schools. Please connect me to her because that sounds definitely something like I'd love to get involved with uh, and support with. And additionally, she sounds like a phenomenal woman who I just love to get to know. Anyway. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, you would love Kelly. And I'm going to introduce you on email today. Um, and funnily enough, she's, she wants us to create content for her. So she's asked me to get involved, which of course I'm, you know, I said, listen, I'm behind you. And I've obviously connected her to Mark Wright, Lord Sugar's partner. She took his mentoring. She did the one-to-one -one, and now he's going to be getting involved with her as well. So it's super exciting. So it's really good. So, uh, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, and, and it, it is, you know, I'm really excited for her. I spoke to her yesterday and um, what she's done is absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that I'll, I'll definitely connect you to her because I'm sure there could be some lovely partnership going on there, and you know you could certainly help her out, especially on your side. Of absolutely, the anyone who is um, you know involvement in that that I can support, I'm more than happy to. And one thing I would say I've realised now more so than anything with what's gone on, community spirit has never been so strong as what it is now, and I, I don't want it to return to normal. And it doesn't matter if it makes a difference in one person's life or a hundred people's life. Yeah. If I can do something that's going to help keep that community spirit going and help develop and create something for somebody else, then I'm all in. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I say very much that when I do, because I'm a big ideas role model for Welsh Government and I go into schools occasionally, not all the time because I am super busy, but a couple of times a year, maybe two or three times a year, I'll go in and deliver a couple of uh, training sessions on networking. And I say, I always say to the teacher, well, I hope I've made an impact to one student if I've made an impact to one, I'm happy. But if I've made an impact to many, I'm even happier. I'm ecstatic, you know, and it, that's what it's all about. But, uh, but yeah, so that's brilliant. So obviously you're fairly new in your business. Um, we've all made mistakes in our life and in our businesses. And I know I've made loads of them, absolutely loads of them. But I always, I always brought up my children because they always, you know, my son, he failed his driving test three times and he passed on his fourth time. And I said to him, the bigger the failure, the bigger the learn. It's not embrace failure because a lot of people have this fear factor. So when people hear these podcasts, I want to empower people on how people got things yep. wrong, what they've learned from it. 
So what have you got wrong, whether it's in your business, because I appreciate it's new, or whether it was in your life, something that you've made a mistake at, but you've learned from it massively? Uh, it's kind of involved with my business and prior to my business, but I was, we were discussing it just now. Um, I was a, classed myself as a little fish in the pond, and that big pond sucked me up. So a big organisation, um, and I thought, great, I'm getting involved, but I didn't do my due diligence. Um, and... There were certain signs I probably was aware of that I should have paid more attention to. Um, but be it that it was a new business, I was thinking, oh, it's fine, just carry on, just carry on. Um, and I was spending too much time on my low-hanging fruit. Um, so I was spending a lot of time on the bottom 20% rather than my top 5% clients. And I realized from doing so, because they needed me, they wanted me more, um, that they were, they were trying to draw more out of me, but they were not providing me with the income I needed really. Um, and yeah, I spent too much time. So I learned, I took a step back, stopped working in my business and started working on it. Yeah. Um, removed the low hanging fruit and now I would say I have more time but more income than what I did when I first ever started because I looked I analyzed where I was going and it was going to be going down the route of where I'd be working 70 hours a week for practically the same salary as I was on in my last job so that wasn't something I wanted so for me my biggest mistake I would say was that I've learned from is not concentrating on people who are demanding the most from me and looking at what was best for my business and also making sure that just because it was new and I was uncertain didn't mean that I didn't need to be uh, reserved and concerned and there are things you do need to pay attention to um, and doing your due diligence on um, you know making sure that it is right the right fit for you rather than just being the need for the the, the income for the business um, because ultimately when you are the front and the only person within your business it's not just about what your business does it's about who you are as a person and it needs to fit to you because if it doesn't you've got no passion for it and you're not going to be pursuing it or trying to achieve better for it so that's definitely like the things I'd say I've learned is making sure it's the right fit for me personally and my business yeah of course and you know as I say I've made some you know real boo-boos in my um, work life you know cash flow and you know I remember when you know years ago when I first started I had loads of money coming in and I thought oh this is good I'll start spending it and I took too much out um, and then you have this, this oh, big I did gap. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I did that, and and that was a real boo boo. But um, you know, it is what it is. And uh, you, but you, I think you you have massive learning from it because it has a massive impact on your business. And you're thinking, oh my god, I won't do that again. So you learn learn big time from that. Um, so and I think mistakes are essential. Yes, absolutely. Because it's a way to develop and grow. Make them because other people can warn you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And other people warn you. You don't take it with the same intent that it has when it's happening to you yeah. uh, which is unfortunate but I guess that's just the human that's just us as a human being so we all have to learn from our own mistakes that own saying and it is true you will make them but just be aware of them in case they can potentially damage your business rather than just have an impact that you can recover from yeah absolutely and obviously you're an intrabiz member you've been an intrabiz member for gosh you know quite a few months now um time flies by is it nearly a year wow so how yeah. how important you know if for the listeners today, obviously, I'm very passionate about networking and building relationships. How important do you think networking is for a business, whether they're starting out or whether they're they're a developed business? Huge, massive. In the beginning, I was networking a lot, obviously, before this happened. Um, 
And then when we went, when you moved on to the online networking, as I was saying, I was back in, in my business rather than on my business. So I wasn't having enough time to network. So I was still suffering with that low hanging fruit um, because it's what I needed. And then it wasn't, I had to make that cutthroat decision to remove them and get into networking because I needed to spend time on my business. It was really important. And networking is the biggest part of spending time on your business because if you were networking, not just you're not just gaining clients either. You've got to look at the fact that you're gaining a, gaining a support network. Yeah. There are many people I could have, if I had complications with, um, you know, if I was saying to you, Tracy, my pitch is terrible. I know you're there to help me. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa with other people. Um, but that's a definitely an essential part, not just for the fact to grow your business, but for the fact the support you can get from your business. People who are going through the same things as you, people who can relate to you. You know, your family members don't necessarily always relate. Um, and neither do your friends. Um, so having other people who understand you is definitely key, especially when you work from home. Well, everyone's working from home now, but yeah. for me, myself, working for myself and from home, it made such a difference to how I, how productive I was and how I was, my confidence as well in, in what I was doing and understanding it wasn't just me going through that, other people had. Yeah. Um, and since I have worked more on my business and been on these online webinars I've actually got more clients coming in which I didn't think would happen I thought no one's going to want to spend more money now but seems everybody wants to because they want to get ready for when this is all over absolutely. so it's great I would say it's definitely essential yeah absolutely and um I know for us we've just invested in a new website you've probably been on where Daryl from creation um has been uh, talking and I'm saying oh my gosh I can't wait because I've also um I, I took Jen Hall on um, to do a load of copy for me and she's been absolutely awesome um, from Expert Unrivaled. She's amazing at what she does and her husband, uh, Andy, I'm talking well. to her next week. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's yeah. fabulous. She's absolutely fabulous. And I said to her, we've employed her to do some stuff for our new website. And I said, I need you for other pages now. So she's my little uh, fairy godmother, my copy queen. So, um, so yeah. So and I'm that's it. It spitballs, doesn't it? One thing starts and it can turn into a things you could never believe. Yeah, and but I think for us as well is what we love to do is when we um, employ people to do work for us and they're good, we shout it from the rooftop so that they know anybody that works with Intrabiz that they're going to get good endorsements and, and obviously referrals. And I've passed quite a few referrals over to her already. And obviously referrals is another part of the networking. So have you got referrals within the network at the minute or have you not built up relationships for referrals or, or, or have you? Um, well, I've got, obviously, for, I work for, as I said, Leclerc within Sweden. So from that, I have got referrals into that. Jen Good. was another referral to me from Carly. Um, and then a couple Who's of people Jen? actually... Yeah. Yeah, Jen, yeah, Carly introduced me to Jen. Um, and then there's been a couple of others. Just from a, from being, like I say, being on the call, I did even directly speak to anybody we have our calls where we do our pitches and I, honestly it was a day when I said to you oh god I'm not prepared for this I didn't realize we were going first and it was me it was fast and I was a bit like oh god yeah. uh, and even from that you know I've they, um, a couple of people have reached out to me so Brilliant. even though the referrals haven't been coming directly um it has it has been happening and just having a presence there really makes a difference yeah definitely. um and because people don't know who you are if you just sit on the sidelines oh i'm a member and i'm on the website um but i'm not participating and that's something i was doing for a little while yeah so then it all changed for me when i started coming back on the online calls and i still need to do more i won't deny that um, but yeah, that's it's definitely helped getting referrals from being present. Yeah, well, what what I would suggest you try and do if you can is to put them in your diary, so you know the events that are coming up. Go onto the website, pop them in the diary, and try and work around them so that at least they're in there. Yeah. 
but if anyone wants to deal with you you've given them alternatives and they're you know that and obviously the the interviews events are not not within that alternative for them you know so that they'll choose another time yes. you know and that's the beauty of it because yes. I think the more you put in your, your your diary you've got more chance of attending them because they're there and uh, you know yes and do you know what my problem is I do it and I'm, I'm one of those people who has two diaries I have the paper one and I have one on my laptop uh, and I write them down on my paper one and I don't put them on my laptop and then when I check my diary I'm like oh yeah I got nothing on uh, and then it pops up oh pinch this call and I'm like oh my god oh my god so, it's, so I need to start putting, converting my diaries into one I'm like an old school person I do love my notepads I'm and I do I'm the same I'm the same and I'm nearly <laughs> 54 you know so I'm the same and like I know a lot of people have these online you know they have that the, the you know for the you know for the follow-ups the fortune in the follow-up book that i've created yeah. again it's written down and a lot of people just use an excel spreadsheet or a google drive or you know um uh you know some of these online you know salesforce and that but um but i'm very much of a write write things down person and notepad as you say if i'm being mentored by someone or i'm on a course i like to write things down and everyone's different aren't yeah, they the way they are a lot better I yeah. find that I take things in a lot better because you've got nothing else to concentrate on. And as I've said, sometimes I get distracted. So if I'm writing, I can't be distracted because it's the only thing that's going on in my head. Exactly. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Caroline, today. I've really enjoyed the interview. So if people want to reach out to you, how, how can they reach out to you? Just give them the details now. Um, so they can follow me on LinkedIn, uh, connect to me on LinkedIn, which is Caroline Owen. Um, and I don't really think there's many of me around, so they should be able to find <laughs> me. Um, Facebook as well. It's not my professional Facebook, but I'm more than happy to connect. Or um, they can reach me on my email address, which is carolann.owen uh, at smartpasupport.com. Um, and if you search my name, you'll see how to spell it. But it's Carol with an E hyphen, A-double-N-E, such a confusing name. Um, or by all means, I'm more than happy for people to call me. Uh, and my number they can reach me on is 07366590551. And more than happy to leave a voicemail because usually I pick the, I'll pick them up usually at the end of the day and get back to everybody once all of my work's done. Fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And, oh, uh, thanks for having me, Chase. I've loved it. Thank you. Uh, no problem. And listen, you have a great day and we'll speak to you soon. Take care, lovely. Lovely. And you, Chase. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.